0: Greetings, one and all. Welcome to another episode of the Breakdown Walls official podcast. My goodness, we're doing it again, by golly. I'm Brandon Cole, a.k.a. SuperBlindMan, and I am on the road to recovery. I think I can safely say that I'm almost out of the woods. Um, Still sounded a little bit nasal, so I apologize for that, but I think... We're very nearly there, guys, we're very nearly there. Alright, so, let's talk about this episode. This episode is going to feature uh, a couple of different discussions about the console wars. Now, one of the things I said in the description of this podcast is we're going to approach things from a a kind of a standard gaming perspective and an accessibility perspective. So this episode is going to be that. Um, So we're going to have the consoles, uh, the, the next generation of consoles. Coming up from the typical perspective, uh, some news about that, and we're going to have the same kind of the same thing from an accessibility perspective. Those will be the primary uh, different segments of this show. Um, however, there will also be a segment for voice messages, and um, that'll be basically that'll be the episode. Um, <laughs> and uh, I might do kind of a more general, you know. Uh, discussion uh, as well, but I, I'm, uh, I'm I'm debating on that. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how time goes as far as this episode goes. So, because uh, I don't want to take up too much of anyone's time, so let's uh, let's start at the beginning with the normal perspective and some normal discussion about the upcoming generation of consoles. All right, here we are. It's time to talk about the upcoming generation of consoles from the perspective of, you know, the, the average perspective, the average gamer perspective here. So I want to I talk about a couple things about them. Um, so we have the currently named PlayStation 5. There, there is some discussion that that might not actually be the name, but I've only seen that on, like, I've only seen a very little of that. I, I, I personally think it's going to be called the PlayStation 5. I don't know why they'd stray from that. The numbering format has worked well for them so far, so I don't really know why they'd stray from that. But there's been some people that say, well, it may not be called that, but it's currently called the PlayStation 5 by media, so we're going to go with that for now. So we have the PlayStation 5, and we have Xbox Scarlet, which was officially discussed at E3. Now, at E3, um, during the Microsoft press conference, they they talked about Scarlet, and they really did a, uh, They they really tried to hype it up. Um, they talked about the the architecture. Uh, it's going to use a Zen two processor architecture. It's going to um, put out fourteen teraflops, I believe, of uh, GPU. You know all that all that fun stuff. Um, and you know they they basically gave uh, they gave kind of some general specs on it. Now here's the thing it may not have been as good of a hype job as they wanted it to be. And the reason I say that is, I'm not saying it it didn't hype the console. It certainly did. I mean, it's cool that we know for instance that Scarlet is coming out in holiday of 2020. That's excellent. Um, So we have, we have a timetable. Odds are though, PS5 is probably going to come out around the same time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, They're competitors, even though there has been uh, some talk recently of them doing things together in some, in some aspect, uh, they are competitors. And I'll, I'll get into that a little bit more as we go on. <clears throat> uh, so, what really got to me, though, was this. Before E3, um, a couple of weeks before E3, I want to say two weeks to maybe, maybe as much as a month, but it's at least a couple of weeks before E3, there was an article released where a representative of Sony had actually shown off the PS5 hardware uh, to a journalist. And I think it was a group of journalists, actually. Uh, But the article came out, and it talked about the specs for the PS5. And the honest truth is, the specs we heard about in that article uh, were quite similar, (laughs) quite similar indeed, to those we heard about during Microsoft's press conference for the Xbox Scarlet interesting so it is it is thought it is speculated because of uh, um, you know because of that that the um, the Scarlet may in fact be equal to power of the PS5 not exactly better not exactly worse but equal now there is more that comes off of this so this is based on what we know so far obviously there are things we still don't know there are things you know we don't know the the we know a lot about them but Really, we're going to have to wait for later reveals to really get into the meat and potatoes of this, like, really get into the the, the bones of this whole thing, and really learn about these, these consoles. So, there's probably still things that we're missing, uh, you know, as far as the information goes. But right now, based on the specs we have, they appear very similar. Which is why I say the Xbox hype train didn't really work on me that well. I'm like, okay. Okay. Acknowledged. Except, PS5 already announced this, so... These are the same specs like it's, it's almost it feels like the same console almost, but obviously we know they're not going to be, but um, now, spinning off of that uh there has recently been some back and forth going on um, between uh developers regarding these new consoles uh de- between people that work in the um the game space um, about these new consoles. some people are saying. Uh, you know, we we have both uh, kits, we have both pieces of hardware, and the PS5 is definitively more powerful than Xbox One. I mean, Xbox Scarlet, sorry, the Xbox Scarlet. Definitively more powerful. That's that's a huge thing to say. A huge thing to say. But it, it's also gone the other way, though, too. Although, I don't think the word definitively was used, but uh, there was another person that said the Xbox Scarlet is more powerful than PS5, so, you know... We have both sides of the argument, and then I found out recently that Ed Boon, the creator of Mortal Kombat, um, I guess pushed back against these guys, all the people that were you know going back and forth about this and saying, "Look, we don't know. You know, it could be all this. All this is could be a whole lot of nothing. You know, we don't know if the PS Five is really more powerful than the Xbox One right now. We don't know if the oh sorry Xbox Scarlet. I keep saying Xbox One, Xbox Scarlet right now." We don't know if the Xbox Scarlet is more powerful right now, yes, teams do have dev kits and they are um you know they are getting a taste for what both consoles can provide but keep this in mind too when a console launches, what you see in the the launch titles of a console is usually nowhere near what that console what that what that console turns out to be capable of um Usually, the console turns out to be much, much more capable than than you might think, because um, as time goes on, people discover new ways to utilize the existing hardware. People come up with software solutions to make to take full advantage of existing hardware. So, even at launch, we're probably not going to really know which system is going to you know do better or do worse. You know, we're we're probably not going to know. Um, and you might say, well, it's all about the launch titles. No, I don't think so. Um, the launch window is important, because you do need to put uh, launch titles out there that are good enough that people will purchase the console, you know. Um, you you want to sell the system, so you do need to put out good launch titles, as, as good as you can. But, in the history of consoles, a console's life cycle is really determined by longevity. Um, what can keep pumping out great games, which system is going to do that, you know. and that is where I think the, the console wars will take their turn. And that's where we'll really see which one's more powerful and which one's not. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, like, you know, PlayStation 4 has effectively won this generation of consoles. They did it with great games. Uh, by continuing to spew out tr- tremendous first-party titles. God of War, the Uncharted series, Lost Legacy and 4 for PS4, that is. Um, The Last of Us remastered even, uh, I guess that, you know, cause, cause apparently even The Last of Us remastered, even though it was a remastered PS3 game, really showed off the PS4's power pretty well. And I think it was the, the PS, PS4's, uh, victory so far that pushed Xbox into making the Xbox One X, you know, because it was demonstrating its power. So they had to answer back with something that was more powerful. And yes, the Xbox One X is more powerful than PS4 Pro. It is. But it's too late now for Microsoft to win this generation of consoles. Now, um, with the new generation, we may see something similar to that. We may see a, a good a good amount of games from both companies, both developers, both uh, both publishers. Well, well, both systems is the is the proper way to word that, I guess. Good amount of games from both sides, um, but the. The true test of what these consoles are capable of is not going to happen right away. We're probably going to be awed and dazzled by this thing, by both these things. And I'll talk about why also in a second, too. But the true test is is not here yet, you know? It's not going to be here for years, in my opinion. As good as the games that are going to come out for these consoles right away are probably going to be, we're not going to see their true power for years. Alright, so moving on from that, I want to talk about um the consoles themselves a little bit and how they both profess to uh deliver some insane things. And uh I I, I wanna I wanna I wanna believe, I really wanna believe, and I, I kinda do. I mean it's been demonstrated by the PS5 already, so I kinda do believe. But I wonder how it can hold up um with well, let, me, let me just talk about it with with the hardware. Anyway, let's 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 discuss it. Alright, so um both consoles profess to dramatically reduce load times for games to nearly nothing, and that's amazing uh recently uh ps5 the the, the Sony updated their their patent on ps5 um, regarding ps5 anyway regarding their uh, technology that they're putting in their solid state drives and everything like that that states that they want to eliminate load times completely now. Before this, during the previously mentioned uh, demonstration to journalists that I mentioned uh, with the PS5 hardware, they demonstrated uh, load times of uh, just about a second, less than a second, I believe. Just just under a second. I think it's 0.8 seconds. And they did this by loading the Spider-Man game, the recent Insomniac published Spider-Man, Insomniac developed, excuse me, Spider-Man game onto PS5 hardware and doing a fast travel. On PS4... The fast travel, uh, the fast, the next area loaded in about 16 seconds. I think it was something like 15 or 16 seconds on PS5 hardware. 0. 0.8 seconds. 0. 0.8 seconds. That's tremendous. And there, there have already been video, videos published about this. That could fundamentally change the way games are designed. Um, because what, uh, what a lot of games do nowadays is try to try to entice you to stick around. Uh, through loading screens. And they have to give you something, you know, people need their attention held, you know, so they have to give you something in games that either hides the loading screen or entices you to stick around during the loading screen. Um, for example, in the original Mass Effect game, the elevator trips in your ship, the long elevator rides, those were to hide loading screens for the next area of the ship. And that that's a trick that's often used by game developers. Elevator rides or... Uh, like auto walking sequences. I think Spider-Man actually has one, too. I think they, I think they use the subway for theirs um for their fast travel loading to to mask that. So um there you go. Tricks like that no longer will be necessary. So it actually will change the way games are designed because they can they could really do a fancy trick like uh have you dive through uh you know, like if you're if you're playing a fantasy game, you could dive through a portal, you know, in your fantasy world, and all of a sudden, boom. You're, you're, a portal appears on the other side in the new area, and you appear out of it in less than a second. That's already tremendous. Now, Xbox Scarlet has already professed as well to have dramatically reduced loading times. Um, and we'll see, you know, we'll see if that's true. They, they haven't demonstrated their hardware yet, so we'll see. But, the patent that Sony has released, or updated I should say, now claims that they're going to eliminate load times entirely. Not even the 0.8 seconds is good enough for them. (laughs) Not even that. Not even the 0.8 seconds. No. No. We need no loading times whatsoever. We need you to click on a game and have that game open immediately. We need you to travel between uh, areas of a game, vast, large areas of a game, and have them uh, load up immediately. Immediately. They need to be there already, basically. And I guess the way they're trying to achieve that is to have have it be kind of predictive. So have kind of uh so the loading time's already gonna be fast, but what what it looks like what they're gonna do is they're gonna have uh the games uh utilize some technology where they kind of predict where they think you're going to go. If you're going from if you're walking from one major area of a map to another, it's going to take a take a second, you know, that you won't even notice because you're just you'll just be walking. Take it take a bit of time before you get there, before you get to that edge between areas and load the next area into memory. So it'll already be loaded by the time you get to the edge. And when you walk over the edge, you'll be there, new area. No, you won't even notice. Uh, and then, um, if you're fast traveling, then I, what I'm imagining, they didn't say this outright, but if you're fast traveling, what I imagine what they would do is, because it takes so short a time to uh, load new areas, that 0.8 seconds that was mentioned, um, what they might do is they might load it up while you're in the fast travel menu. Like every time you move to highlight a different place in a fast travel menu, maybe at that moment, it loads up the area just in case you click on it, <laughs> just in case that's where you end up going, you know? Uh, and that could work, you know, if, if, the, if the memory in these consoles is, is, is what they're saying it is, and what, if the power of these consoles is what they're saying it is. Um, the Xbox Scarlet talked about using the solid state drive as additional RAM so any extra memory that the solid-state has available to it can be used as RAM for the game you're playing. I assume the PlayStation 5 has to do something similar to that to make this work. So, you know, if if all that is true, we could be seeing some pretty amazing stuff. I'm, let me tell you, some pretty amazing stuff right here. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I really am. That's That sounds like a great, great experience. Um, next up, I wanted to talk about something that may actually be happening very soon Um, and in in the beta space has kind of already started happening so there's been talk that sony and microsoft are actually partnering with uh with each other on a few things sony specifically is uh basically getting into the use of microsoft's cloud tech and their network tech which could be good for everyone and we may be already seeing it in action. I'm not sure if we're seeing it in action with this or not. That This is not confirmed by any means. But the next PlayStation 4 software update is going to have a new feature uh, wherein you can have up to 16 people in a party instead of 8, which uh, conforms with the Microsoft uh, Xbox version of that fe- of the party chat feature. The quality of party audio chat is going to be increased, which... Again, conforms with Microsoft because Microsoft's party chat audio is much better right now than PS4's. Um, And it's supposed to improve network connectivity. What I think that means is for things like SharePlay. Um, SharePlay is notorious. (laughs) This is 100% true. I love SharePlay. SharePlay is a great feature. If you're not familiar with SharePlay, SharePlay is a feature where um, someone can... uh, if, If you start a SharePlay, someone can join that SharePlay and see... In real time, your gameplay footage, and you can even give them the controller so they can actually control the game for you. It's a great feature if you're blind, especially. Um, but there's talk now that network connectivity is going to improve. Oh, what I, what I was going to say what, on on the heels of that, SharePlay is notorious for reporting that you have a bad network connection, even if you don't, even if both parties have excellent internet. Sometimes SharePlay will say, "Oh, the internet connection's bad. Oh, it's it's real bad. I don't know how. I don't know how." if I'm going to do this right, but it's pretty bad, uh, so uh, you should probably not. It probably shouldn't be that bad. Um, but no, it'll say that, and then it'll connect fine anyway. It'll work perfectly fine. What I'm thinking this means, for the network tech part of it, is I think that things like SharePlay are going to connect better. So maybe people with slightly worse connections can still connect to a SharePlay and utilize it um, for what, it, what it's good for, which, you know, it could be great. Because um, not everyone has the you know, hundreds plus megs of internet connection that, that, you know, we have. Um, so, you know, it could be, it could be really good. I I already like the increase in party size and the increase in, in, uh, quality of the chat audio. I already like those things. If I'm right about this network tech thing too, great. Now, I don't actually know for a fact that that's utilizing Microsoft's technology, but I do think that it's likely, uh, if, if that partnership is forming, I think that that's probably the start of it, which is good. Um, Another thing this might help down the line, there's no talk of this yet, but it might help with the PS5, is hopefully uh, download speeds. PS4 is kind of known, especially when you're connecting through Wi-Fi. Um, PS3 and PS4 are both known, when you're connecting through Wi-Fi, to have kind of slow download speeds, even if you're again, even if your internet was, was cool, even if your internet was super great. Um, I'm hoping, this isn't the case of PS5, and I'm hoping that maybe this connection with Microsoft might help that along. I, I will say over ethernet the download speeds on PS4 are not bad. Um but even then they probably could be a little bit better than they are. Um I feel like um you know just because it, and I'm I'm saying this as someone that we have pretty good internet. I'm not going to lie. We have pretty good internet out here. So I'm saying this as someone with very very fast internet. I th- I think I think that the uh the full power of the PS4's ethernet connection is not fully utilized. So I'm hoping in the PS5 that that changes as well. Um yeah, I think that covers all the topics I want to discuss for the the, the standard gaming ex- uh, approach to the the new consoles. So now, we're going to transition here, and we're going to go into a different approach to these new consoles. We're going to go into the, the accessibility approach to these new consoles. And I might... I have another accessibility topic I want to mention kind of briefly as well. So we're going to go into that right now. And I mean, when I say right now, I mean not yet. Hang on. I'm slow. I should probably... I should probably, you know, prepare before I stop recording. Anyway, we're going to go into it right now. All right, so now let's discuss the new consoles from the other side, or at least our other side of the coin, the accessibility perspective. Um, this may not be as long a segment, but there's, there's definitely a couple things I want to touch on here. So, first up, general accessibility. Now. As things stand right now, with PS4 and Xbox One, both of the consoles in question have a lot of accessibility features in terms of uh, magnification, zoom abilities, uh, they have, I think they have uh, contrast adjustments for the colorblind and things like that, and both have text-to-speech. Now, that's kind of a, a broad scope statement right there. Now, if we, could, if we get into it, if we really break it down, here's the thing. Anyone who's a totally blind gamer knows that the uh, accessibility of the PS4 is slightly behind that of the Xbox One. Um, Both consoles have a lot of good things going for them as as far as accessibility goes for different types of disabilities, and that's excellent. But in terms of text-to-speech, way behind. Um, The PS4's text-to-speech is not bad, and I think in a lot of ways it serves its purpose, Um, but there are certainly a lot of problem areas, too. Um, the worst thing, and I, I've said this to people before, the worst thing that you want to hear when you're going through your PS4, the thing you hate to hear the most is the phrase, text-to-speech unavailable here. It's the worst thing. And you hear it a lot, and that's, that's, in, in my opinion, that's a problem. You hear it in the PlayStation Store. You can't access the store if you're totally blind from the console. You can use the web, I know, but if you're using the console, no store for you. If you want to change your theme, text speech unavailable here. If you want to access many of the, the sub-menus in the settings menu, you can, you can access settings itself, but many of the sub-menus, not all of them, not all of them, let's be, let me be clear on that, not all of them, but several of them, text speech unavailable here. If you want to access your trophies without having to use your quick menu and only accessing trophies for the existing uh, game that has, you have open right now, text speech unavailable here. If you click on friends, Outside the quick menu. text speech unavailable here. Your profile. text speech unavailable here. There's way too many of these. It's a problem I've had with PS4 for a while. On Xbox One, you have Narrator, which is essentially, I mean, pretty freaking great. Okay? Let me put it that way. It's pretty freaking great. It's, uh, it's, it's filtered through the whole console. There is no place currently uh from the console ui that i can think of that you can't access with narrator and even if there is the fact that i can't think of it is saying a lot (laughs) you know i can't think of a place that you can't access with the narrator ui or the console ui and, and with narrator on it's insane now i think that despite the opinions of some people that I've seen in the blind gaming community, I think that Sony is not ignorant to this. I think they are aware that they are the ones lagging behind in terms of text-to-speech accessibility. By the way, another problem with Sony's is is that it's only available in the U.S. Um, As far as I know, I think uh, maybe the U.K. too, but I could be wrong about that. Um, So that's another problem, though, too. It's only available you know, local to the U.S., and there's plenty of PS4 players outside the U.S., so, you know, that's another problem. But anyway, I, I don't think Sony's ignorant to that. I think that they're aware of it. And I think they want to do better. And what I'm saying right now is the bold statement that they have to do better. They have to. There needs to be in a system that is doubling down on the power. I mean, even really, honestly, more than doubling down on the power. I think they said something like, PS5 is going to be what four times as powerful as the PS4 Pro, something like that. In a system of that level of power, there needs to be more accessibility. There needs to be more access. There should be zero text-to-speech unavailable here in a system like that. None. If I, I will be shocked if there is. I really, I I'm legitimately on the on the side of, of, of optimism here. I don't think there will be any problems. I think there will be full access, I think there will be full screen reader support. Um, I was at Sony headquarters a long, well not, not a terribly long time ago, like two years ago. Um, and of course I mentioned this, and some of, the, some of the UI team was speculating at the time that it might be because of system limitations, that, you know, text speech did not activate in certain areas. That is an excuse I don't think I will accept for PS5. PS4, okay, fine. Um, it's focused mostly on running the games that it runs, um, you know, and to be quite honest, as good as Narrator is, and it is good, don't get me wrong, it's very good. Narrator is amazing. As good as it is, though, it does bog down the system a little bit. Even now, uh, there is lag, there is a little bit of slowness that comes with having Narrator active and moving through the UI. So... Yeah, okay, fine. For the current generation of consoles, fine. Maybe there are system limitations that cause some trouble. But for the PS5, I will not accept that. <laughs> no way. No way. Not happening. Um, as far as Xbox Scarlet goes, I mean, pretty much no doubt that there's going to be full accessibility in terms of the text-to-speech functionality, because really there already is with, with uh, Xbox One. What we're going to see more of, though, I think, is even even on Xbox One, before Scarlet comes out, we're going to see more accessibility in general uh, in the games themselves. Xbox One already has the ability to uh, for, for game developers to tie into their narrator screen reader. They already have the APIs available to game developers, so they can take advantage of the narrator screen reader and add menu narration or narration of any kind of text that they want to to their game. Um so that already exists. I think we're going to see a lot more of that as time goes on. Even before Scarlet comes out, I expect we're going to see at least... Hmm, let me think. Because not every game is going to have it. So I, I'm suspecting it's going to be... A, when I say a lot more, I'm not necessarily meaning like hundreds of games. No. I'm thinking maybe maybe up to ten games, I'd say, are going to have mini narration of some kind or narration support of some kind. We're already well on our way. We have Crackdown three, the Division two, um, and uh, uh, Minecraft. It, you know, already out uh, out of beta, I believe now, uh, is uh, supports uh, mini narration. Uh, and we're gonna have more. We know we're gonna have more. So Madden twenty uh, also sports mini narration, which is great. Uh, I, wanna, I did want to touch on that too, so might as well touch on that now. Madden twenty has mini narration, but they did it their own way. Uh, instead of taking the narrator route, they they designed, basically, they're, they're utilizing their own TTS engine, their own text-to-speech engine, for their narration. I think they chose to do that because of the very fact that Sony does not have their APIs open for uh, developers to access for their text-to-speech. So, I think they made that decision consciously because they want uh, narration to exist on all platforms, so they, they just designed their own and put it in their game. So, there you go. Um so Madden 20 is gonna have it, and it's gonna have from from uh from what I've heard at launch, eighty-five percent of the game is gonna be fully narrated for the blind if you turn the option on. Eighty-five percent. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Like, that's most of the game. I mean, that's most of the game. Yeah, that that's that's you know fifteen percent is still a lot. And that means there will be some gaps. Um but what from what I was told they will be working on trying to close those gaps even post-launch. They don't want to give up on it. They're not just going to settle for the 85%. They want to keep going, trying to close those gaps in narration uh, post-launch even with patches and whatnot. And I, I think that they will probably succeed, at least partially. Some of the gaps that I know about, um, according to what I was told anyway, where some things in Ultimate Team right now don't read, I, think, I bet that one's going to be closed. The most troublesome one that they're, having, uh, that they're having some issue with, I guess, is in-game play menus, like the actual play menu while you're playing the game. That one's troublesome because of technical reasons, because so many things are already loaded up in the, the system memory when the game is loaded that it's hard to add another one, you know, because they have the crowd, they have the commentary, they have, you know, all that stuff. All the animations, you know, it, it, there's a lot. And I, I understand that. But they are still trying to make it work. So I think at least most of those gaps are going to be closed. Maybe not all, but most of them will be closed uh, by the time the game launches. That's my thought. Um, So where was I? Oh, yes. Uh, Accessibility. So Xbox One. Oh, yes. That's right. I have accessibility advocate. (laughs) Who knows? Uh, Xbox One already has full support in their UI with Narrator, which is great. And their APIs are open, so developers can take advantage of it too. With Xbox Scarlet. That's, that can't change. I don't think it's going to. I'm just saying, it just can't, you know? I, I, I'm i not saying that from a place of doubt. I have no doubt. There's no question of Microsoft's commitment to accessibility. There's no question about it. They demonstrated their commitment to accessibility even at E3 when they made their press conference available with audio description on their Mixer platform. I mean, I almost... I, I seriously contemplated switching to Mixer right then and there. I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitch right now. I stream on Twitch right now, but I thought about switching to Mixer because uh, that's amazing. I, I love I love their commitment to accessibility. I love it. But the honest fact is, I couldn't take my following with me. So, you know, I have a I have a, a decently large Twitch following now, and and uh, if I switched, I want them all to come over. And there's no way to guarantee that. So, anyway, moving forward. Uh, so I think. PS5 needs to get it together, needs to have full accessibility, needs to have uh, text-to-speech throughout the entire UI to keep up at least keep up with Xbox One. If they come up with a way to do it better, awesome. But they need they need to at least keep up with Xbox One. Scarlet probably guaranteed to have it. Oh, also Sony needs to open up their their APIs. They need to create an API that gives the, that gives developers access to their screen reading uh, solution because developers. Right now, they want to implement screen reading in, into their games, but they're worried about how to do it. And they need to know, if they're going to do it on consoles, they, they, honestly, I believe they need to know that both consoles have their back, and both consoles will allow them to do it easily. So they can do it, you know, easily. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> okay. So yes, that is that. Now there's one other thing though that I wanted to talk about, in terms of console accessibility. It is possible... It is possible, this is not guaranteed, this is not set in stone, but it is possible that PS5 may have the one up for accessibility for the totally blind over Xbox Scarlet. Here's why I say that. In the last podcast, I talked a little bit about VR. I talked about how much I enjoyed VR and how much I liked the use of 3D audio in VR. And it actually helped me. Uh, I was able to play an on-rails shooter successfully with 3D audio in VR. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know this before, you're about to find out. PlayStation 5, they've already said this in the, uh, in the, uh, the uh, article that was written, You know, the, the, the showing of the PS5 that was done for a journalist. They said this then. PlayStation 5 is going to have built-in 3D audio built in to the system is going to become a standard. And that's what they want. They've already, they've basically already said this. They want audio to, to take a larger role. They felt that the, the, the change in audio quality from the PS3 to the PS4 was not sufficient. They felt that there was hardly any change. And I'd say they're right about that. The end of the PS3's life cycle in terms of audio quality sounds about as good as PS4 does even now. Uh, good examples of that are Beyond Two Souls uh, was right at the end of PS3's life cycle. The original The Last of Us was right at, the, right at the end of PS3's life cycle, and both of those games sound great. Even on PS3 they sound great. Um, so the the shift in audio from PS3 to PS4 was not substantial. They want to change that. They want audio to be a central point of the PS5. And to do that they're building in 3D audio. That means Games that are not even VR games can utilize and implement it. Now, I I do have to mention the PlayStation 4 Platinum Wireless Headset, which does have 3D audio support, 3D audio technology. So it, it actually does the 3D audio processing uh, with, the, with the headset dongle itself. Um, and that exists. And it works. And I, I highly enjoy it. But, uh, because it is a because it is a headset that's made by PlayStation um, to support 3D audio, it's really only supported by PlayStation first party games. You know, Days Gone supports it. Uh, Uncharted 4 supports it. Uncharted Lost Legacy supports it. Um, MLB The Show, the last, I think, two or three games support 3D audio. But not many, you know what I'm saying? Now, it'll be part of the console. No separate headset required. They're even saying. You won't even need a fancy headset, by the way. <laughs> they're, this is insane, guys. What they're saying is, you'll be able to use any headset, because 3D audio essentially works um, like the same kind of way that virtual surround sound does, Sony's saying you'll be able to use a basic headset and get full 3D audio. No need for no astros. No need for no fancy amps. Full 3D audio built into the system. To me, that is incredible news. That is huge news. The quality of audio is in itself an accessibility feature. I believe that my, my, my ability to play Until Dawn Rush of Blood is straight up proof of this. If surround sound is good enough, if 3D audio is good enough it does open doors. If we can accurately pinpoint the location of things because they're actually coming from where they really are in relation to our character, that does open doors. That is an accessibility feature in its own right. I am super passionate about this. I I can't wait. I cannot wait to try my first PlayStation 5 game and just marvel. Like I I hope what happens, I hope Here's what I hope happens. Here's what I would love. If I was given a chance to try a PlayStation 5 game, or even if it's like... Even if I had to wait till launch um, and uh, got our PlayStation 5, I hope that it comes with, like, earbuds. <laughs> you no, know? I hope the PlayStation 5 comes with, like, earbuds. They aren't necessarily super great quality, but they're at least stereo earbuds. That's That's what I want to happen. Because I want... To be blown away this is what i want obviously maybe this is wishing too much i want to be blown away when i plug in a pair of earbuds and get full 3d audio that's what i want <laughs> not too much to ask no i don't know um the potential here is monstrous now xbox scarlet has not announced anything like this that doesn't mean they're not going to do something like this but there's no way to tell uh, right, right now, anyway. There's no way to tell. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But right now, my hype for the PS5 is real. Obviously, I'm hyped for Xbox Scarlet 2. Don't get me wrong. I really am. It's hard to... It's it's hard to get super hyped for it because, like I said, the specs look almost the same as PS5. But I am hyped for it. I really am. Um. So, PS5, please deliver on this. <laughs> If you can deliver 3D audio built into the console, I guarantee more developers will start taking advantage of it. Because it'll be easy for them. So why not do it? You know? Developers... Some developers... Not all developers, but most of... Well, some developers care about audio quality, too. Um, I I hold to the fact that uh, DICE consistently designs incredible audio soundscapes for their games. Battlefield games always sound incredible. Uh, Say what you will about Star Wars Battlefront, the games sound incredible one and two you know there are developers out there who care a lot about audio and i'm sure that if it's built into the console it's built into the architecture of the system developers will take advantage of it let's hope guys let's hope all right uh, i think it's gonna do it for this segment um we're gonna go on to a new segment now called voice messages oh <gasps> so original <laughs> um because i did receive a couple and I want to, I, I said I would do it, and I'm going to do it. I want to put them in the show. So next, you're going to hear the voice messages and hopefully my responses to them if I can figure out how to get the, all this to work. I'm new at this, guys. All right, I'll be right back with voice messages. They're coming right up. In fact, you, know, you should hear them in the next couple seconds. Here we go.
1: Hey, Brandon, it's Tony, aka T-Blaze. Before anything, man, I got to shout out your furry co-host today, Bo. Uh, he did a great job. And my bad if I, if I messed up his name. It's always nice to hear you going through puberty again. That's that's always cool. Let um, try to make this quick. Um, the E3 experience, that sounds amazing. I'm sure that's not going to be your last. Um, many shout-outs to Misty. Because we got we to give props to those people in our lives like that who, who support and encourage and do all that. So many props to her. I agree with everything you said about Stadia. That's going to be like a buffet of things that we could try without having to worry about consoles. Um... So I, I, we really should support that as much as we can, and the VR stuff. Glad to hear you talking about that because I hear it, but I don't think enough. So all that stuff was good. Good first episode. Best of luck with the podcast. I'm sure it'll be good. And I'll I'll check you later.
0: Well, I got to respond to T Blaze here. T Blaze, thank you very much for the voice message. I appreciate it. Um, thanks for all your, your your comments, though. I'm glad I'm glad you liked the previous episode of the podcast, and I hope that. Uh, hope you like this one too. I think I, I think there's a lot of cool information in here that uh, I hope that is dissected and disseminated between everyone. Anyway, uh response to voice message. First of all, uh my co hosts name our, our cat is named Angel Bob. I call him Bob a lot, but his name is Angelus after Angel from Buffy. Um who is whose full full name is Angelus. And uh, uh the joke here is my fiance was like, "Hey, he should have a, a middle name too." And I was like, eh, Bob. And it just stuck. <laughs> I just, I went with Bob and it just stuck. Uh, but yes, you're 100% correct. We do need to, uh, you know, show support for the people in our lives that help us like that. And uh, Misty's a tremendous person. She's, you know, I, I I said it many times before. She's the reason I'm doing this today. She's the reason I'm, I'm here now doing all this stuff that I'm doing. Everything. You know, all because she said you should blog. So, you know, that's the whole story um but you know it's 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 a big deal and uh, i appreciate her immensely for what she does for me she does a lot of she's practically my agent <laughs> she practically is you know and she's she's a tremendous help i mean yeah i can't i can't really i can't really say that enough but it's it's that's what it is anyway so glad you liked the show um keep sending them voice messages if you have comments you know and this goes for everyone too if you have if you want to be a part of the show i'm not averse to it keep sending voice messages We'll make it happen for you, you know what I'm saying? Um, And I will not bulk at any voice message. Well, unless they're like super trollish. But I'm I'm about to show you this. My other voice message is from one Jesse Hernandez. I'm about to play his voice message now. Um, And he didn't really comment on the episode so much. But I'm still going to put it in the episode. Because he sent it to me. So here we go.
1: hey what's up brandon how are you it's jesse just wanted to say hello uh heard your podcast very cool um i hope that misty gets better by the way um sheesh uh but yeah man it was really cool it's really cool hearing your experiences and yeah man if you ever want me on your podcast or whatever let me know man um but yeah bud hope you have a good day and uh Take it easy. Bye.
0: Hey, responding to Jesse's uh, voice message there. Thank you very much, sir, for the voice message. I appreciate it. Uh, as far as Misty getting better, she is, well, she's now sick with the same E3 plague that I have. Uh, I think I mentioned that last week, which is why I think that, that would probably the response. But she also um, had to recover a great deal, and it probably honestly is still recovering uh, as far as the the pain level goes, because she had to, while we are at E3, she had to wheel the, uh, her wheelchair around, I mean, she had help, thankfully, people were nice enough about that, and I I talked about that last week, too, but she had to wheel that that thing around, you know, all day long, and some of the previous day, too, so, you know, she went through a lot, so, yeah, um, she is, she is getting better, though, she's, we're, we're both working on getting better from our respective illnesses, um, but yeah, you know, thank you for your comments, uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed my experiences, and, um, I, that's why I wanted to share them. I thought people would get a uh, a nice kick out of them. Now I will say this real quick as a response to your voice message. Talking about my experiences at E3, I had originally planned on doing a three D audio recording of the E3 show floor. I really wanted to do it. I really wanted to do it. but We just did not have time. On the day we were there for the ESA thing, we were just bustled around, you know, from place to place, and you know, we had to focus on doing the thing that we were there to do. Um, I really wanted to do it, though, and I'm very sorry I didn't get to do that, because that would have been the perfect part of the, the previous podcast, but I, I didn't get to do it, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, it is what it is, but thank you very much for your voice message, and again, anyone else who wants to be a part of the show, send them voice messages through Anchor, and, uh, I will, I will happily include your voice message and respond to it. So, all of you are welcome. Oh, as far as being a co-host goes, maybe, uh, I'm, I'm also looking into getting some Um, some co-host segments. I want to do it in a little bit of a different way. Um, I want to do, um, unless I can figure out a, a way to make this work more easily, I want to do more of a, have a guest during a segment of a show, not necessarily in the whole episode. Um, and then we'll discuss the things that, uh, that were discussed for the episode and things like that. Um, and I want to do it that way because I want to keep the episode segmented, and I want to, uh, and that's hard to do if you have to make a recording with a person for multiple segments because you can't, as far as I know, you can't record one recording and then split it into several segments. If you can, I don't know how to do it. Anchor is, uh, is new to me, so um, I'm just I'm, I'm doing this as I, as I go. But anyway, that's probably what I'm going to end up doing for guests, but I do want to have guests on the show. I'm going to try to get my first guest uh, on the show as early as next week. So next week, hopefully, we'll have a guest on. Um, But yes, thank you again, Jesse Hernandez, for your response, and I will consider you as a potential uh, uh, guest on the show as well, because I'm I'm not really averse to having anyone on the show that wants to be on the show, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. Um... Yeah, so that's that's my response to that. And folks, that is going to do it. That has been the show, man, oh man, oh man. I think it was a good one. I'm I'm very pleased with the way this uh, this show went. Um, look forward to next week. We'll be doing this again. Uh, the show will be published on Wednesday, as always. Um, and once uh, one last uh, one last bit of thing, if you want a <laughs> bit of thing, if you want. <laughs> I'm weird. if you want to follow me the other things that I do you're welcome to do so check out my website Um check out my twitch page twitch.tv superblindman you can find me streaming gameplay there uh, teaching about accessibility as I do it check out my twitter at twitter.com slash superblindman um, you can uh, I would say, what we need to do, we haven't done this yet, we need to establish a, an easier Discord link. I want to say check out the Discord community, because that's what this podcast is all about. It's the official Breakdown Walls podcast. We have a Discord server called Breakdown Walls, um, but I, it's, it's very difficult to give the link on the on, the, on the end of the podcast. We, we need to establish an easier link, like discord.gg slash breakdownwalls. It'd be great, but we don't have that right now. So once we get that set up, I will be able to promote that a little bit more, but i um, yeah, check out the Twitch, check out the Twitter, check out the YouTube, which is also SuperBlindMan, youtube.com slash Man. Check all those things out. Um, I hope you enjoyed this, this show on your podcast platform of choice. I thank you again for tuning in. Uh, next week, I will plan to have a guest, but I won't guarantee it because I don't know how that's going to go. Um, but I will I will do my best to get a guest, and we'll see what we can do about that. Um, for now, thanks thanks again. Uh, for for joining me for this I really enjoy doing this and I I really look forward to doing more episodes of this Um, so here we go here we go guys this is it end of the show enjoy your days have tremendous ones game on no matter what your disability is you know you are a gamer if you're listening to this show you're probably a gamer anyway or a game developer (laughs) anyway game on do what you do no matter what it is
1: bye guys